0: It's a grizzly.
1: Should we get out of here?
0: No, we're gonna watch and listen.
1: Welcome everybody to another edition of Unbelievable from the UK and beyond. Yes!
2: Rocking it out! Ain't there right,
1: Derry? Yes, Love brother. The music. Doing good. Um, Crazy wins, Tess. Hello, everybody. I like, I like so, masks, how are you right? feeling? You got your mask on, eh? Yeah,
2: I got I got the I got the bug. I finally it finally got hold of me. I got the bug. Here oh, it is. Like, oh that's it, terrible. Yeah, it's going around, but you know, I'm um, I'm okay. I've got plenty of stuff here, so um, yeah, that, let's get it on. Let's get it on. How, who have we got coming in tonight here, Chris?
1: I have Can no idea, man. I'm I'm ready to rock it. Uh, I'm I'm ready to go. It's been an interesting day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition. I'm glad you all joined. Yes, it's going to be interesting. So. So what do y'all think about the UK? We were talking about this, you know, before the air. It's very interesting that, you know, it's, you know, we think about America, America, right? And then we think about UK. Hello, Nicole, welcome, welcome, yeah. Toons, good day, good day, hello. Missy, Missy.
2: Hello, Nicole. Hello. Uh, where's the witch? There, the crazy
1: witch. She's crazy witch, yeah. Crazy witch is everywhere. So, yeah. As we're speaking, I'm uploading all my audio to all my platforms. So, yes. Tunes, Tessa, everybody. Hey, Barb. Hello. Welcome to another edition. We had a good time in the ditch almost last night, Barb. Didn't we?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's in the ditch? Look at all these beautiful girls coming in. I know, man. eh? Make me blush. Make
1: me blush. (laughs) So, yeah.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: So, yeah. So where are we going to go? What direction are we going today? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. um, Chris, on that, that would be great. Um, The interaction uh, would be, um, what do people in America... Uh, think that what maybe in the UK you know you, we were talking about it obviously before about uh, you know what they might be uh, amazed that they think that a lot of the things like dogman, Sasquatch, sasquatch rakes we'll get into that later um, different cryptids that are pretty much Supposedly only in places like the Himalayas and Russia. Vast. Right. right.
1: Well, um, they think of the UK as an island, right? So the UK is what size? Now, I would ask AI, but I'm scared. What size to America? Somebody out there knows. So I'm Googling this. Very small. So uh UK, United Kingdom is about 40 times smaller than the United States. Wow. 40 times smaller see i did not know that i just googled that ladies and gentlemen so when they when people think about the uk uh they don't understand that you know they think of an island they're like well how can things like that exist so and i tell people they do you know and i give them uh Uh, videos to go look and other people's and the books that you show all the time on the shows of people's encounters. And, you know, a lot of things that you hear is just like uh, from my experiences from you and some other people over there are the people at the local pubs that talk amongst themselves. You know, I mean, it's not like they're going out in public like, hey, this is what we encounter because it's ancient land so you know hey tunes hello yeah plenty of cryptids in the uk that's what i'm saying it's so rich in history in folklore in you know and and that's the key uh, it's,
2: like, uh, it's like thinking that somewhere is ancient uh, obviously we're an island but we were a part of europe um and we've had this conversation many times before where i've driven from one end of the tip of the country to the other and then you go to the west coast of ireland you go to the, they tend a lot of the cryptids for a lot of activity maybe it's a migration path deborah hatswell is as we know because that was our first we really hit that we hit the home run with our first podcast because we had deborah who's coming back on right. bunts coming on luke zachary all these people and that area of the kind of northeast of england seems to be if you look at it from the t- tip of Scotland, almost I don't know. Deborah had this; she went right down the rabbit hole about that migration path or something to do with the geographics that that make it more suitable for for these cryptids. But they are here. There is no doubt about it. There is. We started this. Uh, situation with me and Deborah, then me and you, Chris, where I saw the Green Man, which is an effigy which is on many, many cathedrals, medieval churches, you name it, but there's also the wood wouse, the wild man with the club, with this is a conversation we've had for anybody, you know, for the right,
1: family,
2: right. Yeah. and
1: yeah.
2: it's there. It's in front of your eyes. But they think no, because of geographically stuff doesn't have to be small to be inhabited. Because now I'm hearing a lot of stuff, especially dogmen in uh, America, railway lines, uh, uh, power power lines for the, the the Bigfoot. I would think the Bigfoot are probably, I would think that they are a lot more reclusive. But there's there's always that if people are people and animal animals are animals, there are some that want to be away and there are some that want to get close and observe and, and and are, you know, and they are, they they want to, you know, observe us, I would say that's the same any inch of any country in the world, that there, if there's an animal, they're going to be, you're going to toss a coin that one's going to want to be away and and, and, and be an animal and the others are going to be, want to be observant, you know, I, we've got it with stray uh, cats and wild animals here owls foxes badgers hedgehogs you name it they're all around you know S- everyone is different so why shouldn't uh, why shouldn't some of them want to come and hang around in people's basements and in supermarket uh parking lots as we were talking about earlier which is somebody that i talked to that they're a, a, a family of dogmen in a northern morrison's i think it was which is a big supermarket here like uh you know like a sainsbury's or you know like uh I, I haven't been in america for a while so i don't know what the new supermarkets you know oh, but we
1: got kroger's we got walmart now chad's yeah, like asking like a you
2: yeah like is, a Walmart,
1: car yeah, park. yeah, they yeah are, chad's asking you a question he says is there a lot of now what is an fae is he talking about ferries in the uk is this true Uh, Chad, you talking fairies? F-A-E? I don't know what F A E is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now let me, Chad is explaining what that F-A-E is. Now, do people know a difference between a folklore and a fairy tale? Now, this is very important to understand what folklore and fairy tales are. Now, a lot of people do not. Now, folklore, the definition from dictionary, okay, folklore is their traditional beliefs customs and stories of a community passed through the generations by word of mouth that is what a folklore is now the definition of a fairy tale is the term fairy tale or fairy story it can also mean any far fetched story or tall tale is used especially of any story that not only is not true, but could be not possibly be true. So that is a difference between folklore and fairy tale. So,
2: yes. so yeah, sounds like yin and yang, because you know what folk lore means. Folk in England is obviously same as in America. Folk, people. Lore is talk. Lore, folk, folk, talk. You know what they what they've, you know, they may maybe it's a it's a belief. I mean since we've been doing this and and, and from some of the experiences, Chad, I'd like to uh
1: Chad, he wants to know about fairies. I do believe yeah. in fairies, yes.
2: But Chris, the story about uh, my American friend who saw the horse-covered monkey out on yeah. the moors, remember? I yes. When we looked at the book, it was a uh, what they call a will-o'-the-wisp, which is like a fairy here. Chad will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, a will-o'-the-wisp, uh, jack-o'-lanterns, the uh, sort of, I wouldn't say mischievously evil spirit that would hold a lantern on the moors back in times. And people thought obviously they go to the light because the light means safety but this was this mischievous imp spirit, whatever, that would um, draw them into the bogs for their own, uh, which are like swamps, you know. Right. Sorry, you know, you know uh, that is folklore. What, what I saw was maybe the green man was folklore, you know. I love the way that, uh, you know, because we, we've grown up with this, language and this, uh you know, th- these words, I love the way that Chris then goes and like delves into it. Oh, this is what it means. And he's like, that you know, is, like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, we don't do enough of that. I don't think, you know, it's, it's great when, cause some words to, to Americans, like when me and you were talking, I'm sure you think I have no idea what that word is, which, which is amazing because we both speak English, but, but it's, it's it's just such a like every day's a day at school blah blah blah, but it but it's really good to to bounce off each other yeah
1: bounce off ladies and gentlemen watch his face when i say stoke (laughs) 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 he told me ladies and gentlemen if i ever said that out in public in a pub i would get my ass beat i was like what i know what did you
2: say that what did you say that
1: stoke remember i said well, i was
2: stoked about that and you're like what what oh yeah 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 yeah." no there's, there's 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 plenty of words that are like i mean i lived in america i lived in california on and off for two and a half years about this there's, there's plenty of words that we could sit there over a couple of years and go through and it, it yeah was, he
1: there, there was like do not ever say that when you come over yes and i was like what yeah. And he's like, Yeah, he said those are fighting words. I'm like, Oh my God. So, because we were in a conversation, I was like, Dude, I'm stoked. And he was like,
0: What? <laughs>
1: and he lost it. So, yeah. So, you oh, got to be careful what you say things over there.
2: F A E. Sorry, crazy witch and Chad.
1: So, yeah, but he was talking about fairies. Now, yeah, Stoke mean. So, what does Stoke mean in UK? Barb's asking. And you made Barb blush, by the way.
2: Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I think something's got lost in translation because there's so many words that me and you have come through. And I'm like, dude, brother, don't. You know that, that, means, that. That's like, you know, let's uh, let's let let let's, let's sort that out another time. You know, yeah. Like, so, oh, ladies and gentlemen, if
1: I ever go to UK and I come back on the show with missing teeth and black eyes, you know it's what happened? It's
2: going to come to me in a minute, and it's <laughs> it's not that. Right. It's, it's something.
1: But yeah, that that was like I was in shock because he's like, "Dude, don't ever say that out <laughs> over here." <laughs> so yes, I was like, "Well, that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that." But you know, because I talk to people and you know that have encounters over here, they're like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, you okay?" They're like, "But it's so small," and I'm like, "What well, doesn't matter?" I'm like, yeah. "You had the Romans. You had you know the." uh the knight Templars, you had uh, everything over there, you know. And I was like, you know, just like you said, the, the cathedrals. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know when we talk about folklore, okay, we know that that is a part of the truth somewhere in translation. Yes, it probably got diluted somehow, but you gotta remember, they didn't make these statues and cathedrals for no reason, okay. I mean, why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Hey, yeah. Terry, welcome to the show. So, yes, yeah. Grizzly, or yes, Crazy Witch, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll come back messed up. Yeah, missing okay. teeth and black eyes. Yes.
2: So, <laughs> okay, I'll look after you. I'll look after you. You'll yeah. Be. I, I just think so stoked is like a really good word. So, I reckon, I reckon I've reckon i given you one of my words and I've been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is around. But we're, listen, we're going that route well uh, it'll come to me in a minute what it actually is and then i'm like oh man no can you no. imagine me in
1: a pub with dairy over there and me with 50 people saying that next thing no, i'm getting nah, no, butt no, beat. No. Nah, nah, so nah. yeah
2: you'll be you'll be safe as houses over over here but so. uh, yeah the, the, i think these things uh it's only been the last 200 years or 150 to you know where you've had the industrial revolution where things of kind of blown people away, that people could fly in the air and stuff, that they've lost a lot of what 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 they actually found and what they took to be normal, like the Green Man, like the Wood Wouse, which is the British Wild Man, which is the British Bigfoot, which has been seen in from everywhere, from uh, prison cells looking out on the moors at Dartmoor, Exmoor, to my friend who I mentioned earlier, Tam, who's, should be checking in or watching this again where he saw four or five of these flat-faced on Deborah Hatswell's um map of the UK where you can basically click on and see every different cryptid dogman werewolf um we got to get into rakes uh, uh you know uh, uh, the black-eyed children I mean and canuck chase and and again Lee brickley here who has been so Cool to get in contact with me today and tell me that his situation with his newborn. This is a guy that uh, some of the stories that are coming from Cannock Chase, which is an area I know a little bit about. I was brought up in the area, of Wolverhampton, in the mid mid Midlands of England, and uh, Cannock Chase seems to just be a massive hotspot of around the German cemetery. The Bigfoot, remember the guy, the biker I told that was picked up by his feet around yeah. the campfire, right? Um, bruises around his feet and was just thrown you know a six foot three guy you know 14 stone whatever you know stone is in pounds or in kilos um, but cannot chase just seems to be dogman aliens lights black-eyed children I'm not so sure about uh rakes but that was a story that me and you chris wanted to sort of have a little bit of a, a thing about because i went into a story about um, a family in America that had shot a dog man, whether it was an alpha male or a female, shot this dog man, killed a dog man. I think it was a a, a male dog man that they killed. Again, where's the body, you know, the usual stuff. Uh, but in small towns, do you wanna really bring out the body of a werewolf for you to be sort of I think the government closed down a lot of that stuff from what I from what I hear before it even gets out of hand. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, so I do. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen,
2: hold on for a second.
1: I know I shouldn't be doing this on live air, but I, I can hear it. I can hear it now. I can hear Derry. Wait a minute, it's in one of my drawers here.
2: Here we go. You know what drawers are in the UK, don't you? So. Amazing.
1: All right. So these are uh, 45 ACPs. They've been blessed and they've been dipped in holy water. Okay. Now I've got other bullets that are silver for werewolves. So. Now I'm not. Yeah. So. Uh, so I do believe in things that could be possessed. Uh, by demons i do believe in things that can be overtaken uh, i do not know what these things or creatures are so but i'd rather be safe than sorry and hey if they're not dynamic then that's fine you know no problem but uh but a lot of people in america will actually bless their ammo and so forth now they're not out there to to cause havoc or hell or or to to injure any of these creatures by any means but you know, we carry because of things out there in the woods that are not human or people that are out there that are doing things they're not supposed to be doing in the woods. So, yes, drawers. Oh, you wouldn't believe the drawers I have in my studio. Uh, each drawer has a meaning, <laughs> Barbara. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it does. Terry, I have a hard time reading and speaking. Uh, I'm learning. Hey, I'm learning, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barb, don't get in your doors on the air, grizzly. Oh, my Lord, Barbara, you're going to make me blush.
0: Woo.
1: We're going to be in the ditch now. Wow. So out, yes. Wow. Barbara is on a row today, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah, she's, yeah. She's she is, cool. not she? You know when you go, Chris, you must know what drawers mean in England. You're talking about
1: Snickers, right?
2: No, drawers are your... Are your... Your undergrunts, your pants. Yes, yes. yes. Your underwear. Your yeah, underwear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. i go in my drawers. Just another England but they picked up on it straight away. But but is the whole thing about that rake thing? Uh, I think Barbara said. Uh, what was my opinion on rakes? I don't really know, but I know that that one thing really left a hook in me about uh, having uh, this dog. The family had killed a dog man the dog man had uh the, the female dog man that sort of uh, uh had watched this young lad who was the grandson or the son of the guy that had killed a dog man grow up and it was either like in a dream some kind of like telepathy or whatever but that the, the female dogman said to this young guy i could have taken you at any time i could have we've i could have taken you at any time i've watched you grow up but i would be no better than the people that killed my family if i took you from your family because your family took someone from my family which was you know but the things that we hunt are the the they those and in his dream she pointed and there was a rake appearing from the ground. So, I mean, I've, I've got this feeling sometimes that when people have really close encounters with dogmen, sometimes the dogmen, I guess, are just playful and obviously a six, seven, eight foot werewolf is, doesn't seem playful to anybody. But I think sometimes they're keeping people out of real danger and the same for Sasquatch too. I think there might be a hunt on, or there might be uh, rakes. I mean, where does where do rakes come from? Does anyone know where where did it originate? These rakes, because dogmen and Bigfoot have been in 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 scriptures and in in paintings in caves for for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. You know, so this whole rape thing is, you know. Are sometimes, sometimes if, uh, are these rakes really malevolent that, that, that the dogmen and the Bigfoot just, you know, because they must be good. There must be good and bad in everything, you know. They must warn people that these areas are not for you to be in, you know, and maybe they're encroaching on more. I don't know. I don't so know. So I actually, you
1: know, we did a show on the rake and I think, at first, I thought the rake was manifested by humans about demons with fear. And uh, if you look up dictionary.com, it says, who is the rake? The rake is a monster in the online horror fiction engineer. Uh, creepypasta is depicted as an unusually tall, hairless, pale humanoid creature who generally crouches or crawls on all fours. But if you study the of uh, the rake, it actually uh, goes back uh, to artifacts back from 1964, and also translates to a suicide note from 1964 about somebody seeing uh, supposedly artifacts of such rake and also translates from a Spanish dated note from 1880 and a Mariner's Long from 1691. Wow. So, yeah. So, the rake has actually been around for some time and the characters often said to creep in the bedrooms and nightmares and observe dreamers for a long time before killing them. So, uh, it's very interesting. I will uh, throw this out here. Uh, so people can actually go out and look at it, but it was interesting because, you know, uh, when, when I first got into the rake, you know, I was like, how did the rank first become reality? Because we, I never heard of it. Right. And that was my thing. Like you said, you know, because, you know, I do believe that people can manifest things upon themselves. We do it all the time. So, um, uh, but when you have no documentation that goes back and allegedly that from 1691, I mean, what do you think All about right. that? So All that right. makes you really makes you stop and wonder, is it go? does it go further back than that? And we didn't realize it and we just didn't know what it was called. So I have no idea why the link is that long. So that is not making any look at that link. So yeah, just I'll redo that on. link, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. This shit have been like <laughs> that. yeah, That's so. Good. But yeah, let me grab that link again here.
2: But I mean, I think it, the, the you know my my research on on I wouldn't even call it research. It's just uh, you know an an interest. I mean, I think if you look hard enough, I'd like to know if there's a government specific agency or a certain wing that 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 like one wing or two wings I know people say oh yeah this is the FDA and this is blah,", blah, blah. but I wonder if there's one that have a dialogue with different agencies to do with the government around the world that totally and solely deal with Cryptids, rakes, Bigfoot, and if they've got, you know, oh yeah, you, you know, um, I often think. Imagine meeting this woman or this man. Like there was a story about, uh, like a chupacabra in South America, and he was quite a well-to-do farmer, and threw his favorite uh, machete at, at this thing, and he said when it hit the thing, this thing was like uh, granite or like diamond. His his favorite machete like cracked. And he hit it hard against it, you know, through it. Next day, uh, a female and, a, and a, an American, because there was an American airbase. It was on one of the islands, like Puerto Rico, one of the one of those islands there where there's a massive American presence in the airbase. With an airbase, and they turned up, and they and the villagers had seen and the locals had seen all these lights, and then all of a sudden the road would be closed off, and then there was some young guys that saw these kind of cryptid creatures, chupacabra werewolf creatures, and they suddenly woke up in their jeep for them the mm-hmm. next day on a on a, I think it was a baseball field, and an official came along and said, you need to get out of here. So uh, when these two people came to this farmer, he said, I'm not giving you my machete. And they said, we want that machete, and they treated the machete like it was kind of like the holy grail. Mm-hmm. You know, this is coming with us, whether you like it or not. And, and it was just, you know, imagine talking to that lady and that man about what you do. Imagine, you know, having a beer with them and sat there and saying, seen anything crazy, you know, in your life? And they just look round at you and just, you know, give you the whole spiel on dogman, rakes, chupacabras, wolfman and anything else that's been sort of bundled up mixed and matched you know with that because that, those people are out there we have probably passed them in the street you know that they, yeah. they knowledge. you know that that that's something that just sort of someone's got to do it like the same people that deal with aliens and 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 probably have a, a relationship with certain races of Uh, extraterrestrials or whatever they call them now that, you know, and and it's just like, that's their work. That's what they do every day. It blows my mind really, you know.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's the link. Click on it and it'll give you all the information. Now, Derry, now we've been told allegedly over here in America that we have groups of soldiers that actually go out and hunt these creatures 45 days on and 45 days off. Uh, right. that are Navy SEALs, Special Ops, Green Berets, and they hunt down and kill them. So, uh, you know, so the, does the government know they exist? Yeah, they do. Uh, now we actually allegedly have reports when Mount St. Helens blew up in America. Yeah. Yeah. People <clears throat> witnessed allegedly that they <clears throat> saw these creatures being carried off in helicopters, in cargo nets that were dead. So. You know people are not going to make this stuff up i mean come on ladies and gentlemen no
2: No. and there's another um there's another base uh lewis something but it's got a nickname base um and it's in an area where uh they all know that there's probably around 70 sasquatch in this area there were stories about guys in a deuce naff going out. Cause his name was uh his surname began with why. He was the last in, so he sat, he didn't have a seat, so he sat with it, instead of sitting with his back to the deuce nav uh tailgate, he sat the other way around. So he was looking and he saw this eight, nine foot big foot just walk across the road. They were the first to be dropped off at their, it was a, it, they were on their eight week training course. Um, and, it, and he just saw this, you know, this Bigfoot. He said, there's nothing else, yes, yes, Lewis McCord, that's it, yeah, that's right, that's the one. And so uh, the, some sergeant said there, Barb will know that it, it was like, you know, yes, there's a certain uh, factor of this base maybe is protecting these you know some of the grunts they said might take some shots I'm not knowing what they were um, some of the stealthiness when they were on operations they said these things were just like you know ten times more you know used obviously to their surroundings you know they 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 could teach us everything we want to know about stealth you know and they'd move back into the canopy unheard but they would see these shadows. Uh, bar about it there, Lewis McCord. Some real interesting stuff that comes along there. Obviously, by the time they get to the their superior officers, they'll be saying, you know, this doesn't go any further if you want your... Right, right. right but what was really weird, sorry, Chris, was this guy that had had this encounter, he, I think his truck had broken down. He was on his own, but it was almost like he'd been planted there. You know that story? And right. Why would I be on my own? He shot at this creature. They And then when they got him back to the lab, there was a superior officer there from the Air Force. And this guy was saying, why would the Air Force? But it actually turns out it's a joint operation uh, base. So this, but, but but they were taking swabs of his uh, blood, his skin, hair. Um, you know, they were, they were treating the guy that had, that had had the encounter, and they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were taking from him: skin samples, um, like everything. They completely, and then they told him to go and rest and stuff. But um, blood, they took his blood, encased these things. And when they when he shot this creature, you'll know the story about when they took out the blood, this blood was very oily, and it had human DNA, animal DNA, and chloroform which obviously chloroform is the is the is the uh one ingredient that makes sort of i guess everything tick you know for uh for plants and i mean the way they explained it i don't know i might be wrong but this but there is the when they looked this guy over it was like you know it was a full you know what what of you what are, what are you feeling? What, are, what, you know, how is your blood count? They're everything, skin. They took everything from this guy. And his now, name I've was-
1: got a question for you, though. When we come back, do you believe in cloaking? Think about that. And I got something to show you. Stay, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. But back, ladies and gentlemen, another edition brought to you by Western Bigfoot uh, Investigations LLC. Thank you, Don. So, what do you think about cloaking?
2: Uh, we, you know, we've had this conversation before about um, some of the stuff from Missing 411. Uh, one of the stories there the, the, the lady in the um, in the, the hunting, uh, you know, tower, the hunting blind, and that. Uh, some of the pictures that came out you've got some stuff, I've right. seen it with, I mean you cannot, what is that, well, what is it Tombs was saying something about uh blah, 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 something that just caught my eye there Yeah.
1: Well, watch I mean, this ladies and gentlemen, I want to replay this yeah. video here we uh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. By. here we go It should be popping
2: up. It's close. Where is it? Uh, Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Well, it's not popping up.
2: I can see it. It's just mm-hmm. play and hit the go, like
0: a thrust and not a hang, you know, what yeah, I'm saying? It's something it's hard and fast out of time. The that heck was that? Direction. Did you see that? But Sam's been, been, you know, yeah, like a thrust and not a hang,
1: you know, what yeah, I'm saying? The something hard and fast out for any amount of time. The that heck was that? Did you see back? that? Sam's been now, ladies and gentlemen, if you blank your uh, eye, you done missed it, yeah,
0: like a thrust and not a
1: hang, you know, yeah, something hard and fast for any amount of time. The heck was that? Did you See that? Now, she he actually got the pod for yeah. her, which I is one of the. I
2: hang, you know what yeah. I'm saying? the now,
1: they didn't know what they caught, so they went back and put it on a big screen. And uh, when they put it on the big screen, this is what they caught. Let's see here. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wrong video. I just played. That one. All right, let's try this one more time. I do apologize. Why are my things moving so slow? There we go. Seriously. All right. Now pay attention to this one. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what this is, but if you look. When they went back, what in the heck is this right here? And the only reason why they caught it is they went back and put it on the big video, big screen. So they went and tried to debunk this over and over and they tried to look at her device, iPod four. It was taped to her walking stick. And what she saw was a flash of light that's what everybody always says—a flash of light, a lightning bolt, picture, whatever. And Barb, uh, the square acreage of whatever, Barb can tell you. Hartman can tell you all about this video because it was one of her. Uh, was was her last name Schumann? But she actually has the video broken down to where allegedly it's two Bigfoot maybe possibly coming out of a portal, but I don't know if this one came back to, to visit them, to figure out what was going on, but they went back and they found footprints, tracks that were four inch deep, Yeah, right where she took that. And there were two different eyewitnesses that saw from two different vantage points. Now that is something, ladies and gentlemen, now we know that the U.S. government, we know back in 2006, the U.S. government made an announcement that we can make a bunny disappear with goldfish. Yes, S-H-U-P-E. And I'm getting ready to start sharing the comments as soon as I can put sharing the video. Where are we at here? Stop sharing. There we go. So, and she actually has the footage broken down to where uh, you can watch it. And it was it was trying to be debunked and everything. Uh very interesting. Uh that has really turned my world upside down because you know, a lot of people, Derry, will ask me, you know, what color is a polar bear? Well, a lot of people will say, white. Well, it, it is, not is white. Not white.
2: The skin is black.
1: That is correct. The and skin a lot of people black. are like, huh? What do you mean it's black. Yeah, it's black. Google it. And they're like, no, it's not. It's white. No, it's not. It's black.
0: They're so, black. Yes, the
1: first. <laughs> that is correct. And that messes with people's minds right there. They're like, what?
2: Yeah.
1: But but uh, but on TV we see it's white. Well, you got to understand their hair and what the hair does when it comes to their surrounding. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is something. Some creature. Allegedly it may be Bigfoot, uh, oh because my- they said because of the hands that they've you know caught during the footage. Now on her YouTube channel, they got it broken down. Go ahead, Darren. Oh,
2: Barb, oh just, it- Barb is just like you know, that's a Eureka moment, which completely and utterly makes sense with what you were saying earlier, Chris. Barb, uh joint base Lewis McCord. Joint, as in obviously Air Force, because this guy's like, what? What was an Air Force, uh, high-ranking Air Force officer? And he like, and he knew everything about when this guy was taken in to have his uh, skin extracted and uh, sorry, blood and then skin samples taken because he'd had this encounter with a Bigfoot and shot it. And then Barb has just said that a lot of the ones from a lot of the Bigfoot that were, which I, I know the story about, you know, the whistling in the cage and then the ones were brought out burnt. Mount St Helens they were taken to that base at Lewis McCord joint base Lewis McCord to recuperate and we're set free because one of the guys on the podcast said that uh, we got the feeling that you know we A, we're not going to be able to um stop grunts taking pot shots on because they only had like 10 rounds i guess on on a lot of their uh training exercises 10 live rounds um these things but generally we we got the impression that that they were there and not to be you know they were to be looked looked after almost protected to a certain degree hey they're there but if you know you're here as a eight, ten week trainee whatever it is if you want your uh yeah a massive um barb saying the acreage is just absolutely huge fenced off there are, and there are certain areas this guy was saying where like pretty much nobody is allowed to go you know right right and and, and you know to an englishman like myself it's like that's just mind blowing. I know Hartford forest in the UK where they have the alien uh, encounters when uh, American air base that is off limits, but mainly most places are accessible in the UK. Um, so yeah, um, that area there was, um, was a whole other uh, open, uh, you know, uh, story that, that, That Barb's saying about, she obviously knows exactly what it's about because I think she said it's 10 kilometers from her house as the crow flies.
1: Wow. Yes, Tom's or Tom's uh, skin is black, Claire Hair Shaft. And they say people with allegedly uh, has Bigfoot hair is the same way underneath the microscope. So, yes. So that is very interesting. Hey, Luna, welcome. All right, welcome to the show. Missy recuperate from what I must have missed that one we was talking um, about every-
2: when Mount Saint Helen's uh, had the eruption oh,
1: eruption yes yeah
2: as, as Chris said there was a lot of um, bigfoot there was a, a story about one of the uh, an officer turned up not in any real uh, noticeable army uh, uniform but went to a cave and and made these whistles. And some of the guys that were uh, helping the evacuation of just just being there, um, that there was a a male Bigfoot, an easily identif- uh, identifiable male Bigfoot that this officer seemed to be communicating with. And he was taking him around certain areas where they had to be on guard. Um, they were obviously briefed, as you know, and debriefed that nothing should be said. And he was um going up to certain areas where there were caves or hollows and and whistling and other uh bigfoot were coming out and then they were being put on trucks and uh like barb says here from their injuries from the volcanic eruption and the 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 guy in the army they said that this this uh intelligence officer whatever he was seemed to have a real um connection Mm -hmm. with this sasquatch that was probably an alpha male that was being used to, you know, where are your family after this eruption, Mount St. Helens? And um, when the uh, one body was taken out, the uh, officer said to the people that were handling it, said, just treat this body as you would a human. You know, not that they would, you know, but, you know, this has got to be respect, and they could totally see that the um, that the, the the alpha male was was visibly upset. So it, he obviously knew that it was a, a very close family member of the Sasquatch, and it was to be treated with the utmost respect, like a human. And, and like you said, Chris, there was a lot of um, a lot carried out on big tarps on helicopters, but there yeah. was there was a certain. Um, whether it was one or two, three or four, ten, fifty—I I don't know—but there were certainly ones that, uh, from what I can make out, that were had to be treated very, you know, very with respect. And they could see that the um, that the alpha male was visibly upset. But they said it was just walking past us with this intelligence officer, like like they had a they they couldn't hear what they were saying to each other but there was obviously a communication going on because he was saying would would they likely be in here because it was after the mount saint helens uh, eruption and uh, and, a, and a lot of people i think it was mainly a lot of uh children of the officers that were sent in right where they were rangers or i i not i don't know the hierarchy i've probably heard it through um different uh podcasts but but yeah there there were a lot there and that makes complete sense for Barb because uh for, to say that because the actual uh vibe I got from uh that area, that base, which Barb's talking about, the the Lewis, was um seemed to be a kind of uh, how would you call it not an oasis, what would you call it? A, like a sanctuary for right. Me. Right.
1: You know, another thing that I hear a lot and, and and I and I tell people this, and I was talking to Sonia the other night. And I was like, did you hear that? And she's like, yeah. She's like, that's a bird. I'm like, that is not a bird at 1230 at night. So, and ladies and gentlemen, I Google, why do birds chirp at night? And it's funny because it said, number one, that they are confused. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen a bird confused at night. Number two reason that said, I'm looking at it. You can Google it. It says it has found food. Now, what in the hell will a bird in the middle of the night chirp because it's found food? Birds do not go out in the middle of the night, ladies and gentlemen, to find food, okay? Now, the third reason, hold on. Let me pull it back up. See, look, y'all got me all excited. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, the, the stuff that people conjure up here, why it says, why do birds chirp at night may be surprising? Uh, let's see here. Uh, number four, they're looking for each other. No, they are not. Uh, they do not look for each other at night. Okay. So now, number five, they are marking their territory. Birds do not mark their territory at nighttime, okay? So, and, uh, but it is interesting what people conjure up. And it was weird because it was so close to her. And I was like, something is answering. And that is like very close to you. She's like, I know. So she went out the next day and she found tree structures and stuff. So it was very, very interesting. So yeah, on this property.
2: Only, I mean, they say that um, uh, one of the guys that had the, uh, I think he died not that long ago, had the, in his tree stand that um, had the, I think it was probably uh, males on a hunting trip. It's a very famous story about where he looked through his scope and he's like, you know, I thought the circus had been in town and I didn't want to shoot at this thing, but it showed his teeth and then it turned around and whistled. To, and he said, and then he heard another one come in from uh, from like the, the southeast coming towards him. And then when he got out of his stand and he ran to his, um, he fired the shot. And it hit the tree above the Bigfoot that was pacing him from the side. And it hit the tree just in front of him. He said another half a second, second, it would have hit the, the, the Bigfoot in the head. But then when he got in his truck. And he, he was driving away. I'm sure they let him go, but they were just cheesed that pissed that he was he'd broken up there because he said the deer came underneath his stand and was sweating it was covered in salt, so it had been ran down. So it was obviously a, a, a hunting party. This one Bigfoot was pushing it towards the other one, and blah blah blah. Um, and it's a very famous story. So he shot the Bigfoot, sort of stopped. He managed to get in his truck, and as he was pulling away, he looked in his mirror, and there was another one. The other one was running up behind him. They probably could have caught him. But
1: um, yeah. um yeah.
2: he, he has heard that whistle since, like, I don't know, say 50,000 times growing up, and he never, ever associated it with – he thought it was a bird, never associated it with a Sasquatch. It was like a shrill – but they say that they they mimic other i mean that's what you're hearing in england sometimes i've been in the deep part of the forest of dean which is where i'm from and you don't think about it when you're a kid you know i'm there with my dog and we're just having our snack underneath the pine trees on the pine needles where it's soft and it is dead quiet like there is no sound what, All
1: right, Gary, I got to stand corrected, Miss Bama, BF, and Chad. Now there are birds, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are birds out there that do make noises at night. Or yes, the they do. Okay, I, I acknowledge it. But yeah. when you're out there in the middle of the woods and you get certain birds that are not supposed to sing at night, that are nowhere in that vicinity, that birds that do not exist in that territory or that region. Or you have an owl that sounds like it's got a laryngitis and you hear a, something like that and it's not a human being. That's the kind of whistles I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're talking different types of whistles and different types of birds. Now, the birds that the bird that I heard, it was a mix between a songbird and something else. And it was answered back by a different type of bird. That I never heard of. So that's the whistles that I'm talking about. So yes, there are birds, ladies and gentlemen. I I want to stand corrected. Thank you for calling me out on that. So yes.
2: absolutely. Um there are some like like Tombs is saying there. Tombs, are you in uh, Australia? They they mimic birds, but there there are certain things that I guess you I mean, unless they're disturbed or there are certain birds that I mean a lot of a lot of birds wouldn't uh make their uh because of the because of most predators come out at night whether they be you know flying or climbing up a tree i I would say they would keep themselves pretty much uh quiet but there are um you know unless they're disturbed but yeah some of those sounds that people have heard have been like you know it, it it sounds right but there's something that is just and i've heard it in the woods something just ain't quite right like like, they've got, like, a horse throat or something. Just yes, same, just yes. Something compatible with a small animal, yet it's trying to sound like a small animal. If that's, that,
1: that is one. correct, Missy. Owl with laryngitis. That's the best way I can describe it. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: But, Thanks, you so know, much. you. so when you are out, it, when you are accustomed, like, you know, growing up in the country, you are accustomed to certain sounds and you don't think nothing of. Okay. Now, when you hear a certain sound, like when I heard that bird when I was talking to Sonia, that bird mimicked like two or three birds at once, and then the 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 response that was in return was total opposite. I was like, did you hear that? She said, I heard that. And I was like, no, I heard that too. I was like, that I mean, I was like, I was, that, that was really close to you. Right. So, and they, were, and they were out in the middle of nowhere and it was an open field. And so I'm just telling you, I'm not saying everything you hear is Bigfoot related or Sasquatch or Dogman. I'm just saying there is a possibility because they we know that they mimic people and they
2: mimic sounds and mimic other animals. The baby sounds. I mean, don't forget, Chris, you are in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky. It's like, yeah, the right. hot spots with a Daniel Boone trail and on all the areas around when I've looked, I'm like, geez, man, this guy is like, you know, if you want to find something, it, it's it's or if it wants to find you, it, it, it's, it's probably there. But, you know, out in the woods, middle of the night, it's definitely changed my perception of. Of of what I I will do these days And what what probably I I won't do And and, and a lot of that And you want
1: to go in the woods at night Over where you live And I'm afraid to go out back now
2: Yeah, yeah It sounds close close enough A bit off, yeah, absolutely So, sorry, uh, Chris, to interrupt Tombs, I mean uh, There's some great stories about The Yowie Bigfoot coming out of Australia Where are you? Just to Tunes, where
1: are you located at, Tunes? Oh, Darius is like, yeah, we'll just go to the Deans of Woods and, you know, and we'll just walk it around. And I'm like, what the hell? I can't even carry nothing over there. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know where you're coming from. I mean, God, it, when I think back to some of the times me and Joe, and my partner, when we have just walked out with our dog 2, 3 in the morning because, you know, we haven't had to get up. We just go out and enjoy the woods at, at, at night. We must have been...
1: Oh, he's in South in- Wales, brother. Bluetooth disconnected. New South Bluetooth Wales,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, what stores has he got down there? That's obviously uh, New South Wales. Let me have a look. I'll see where I've been down there. I mean, Australia... So, yeah. Vast. I mean, it's an an amazing country, really. I mean, and the stories that I've heard coming out from there um, about um, the Bigfoot with um, usually um, Australian special forces. There's a certain mud, Chris, that they uh, when they go on these ops where, you know, catch, you know, red team has to catch blue team has to catch green team. And there's a certain mud where all the animals go uh, like a waterhole. And there's a certain mud which is like gold dust to these uh, special forces guys, because all the animals go there. So you've got every single—I mean, wallabies, birds. I mean, so they—they they not cover themselves in mud, but they—they they disguise their sense by this by this certain mud. And it's like you know, they once they get out of that stuff, they are like uh you know, they're unfindable basically, you know. And that's how they ended up. Um, Having these encounters with this uh Yowie, uh Australian Bigfoot, basically, by the Bigfoot not realizing that you know they have this mud on them that probably had urine, feces, uh, every animal, they they were just at one with nature. And this Bigfoot basically followed them, I think, for like two or three days. Initially, they thought that there was a dead uh horse or some animal that had fallen down into a into a like a A gulch, cliff. Well, as it turned out, it was a, it was a, it was a bigfoot, and it sort of played hide and seek with them, and followed them, and they ended up being way, way out of their zone of of where they needed to go. And when they got back, they said to the uh, commanding officer at the debrief, they said, "Well, we we didn't want to say, but we come across this, and he basically, we come across this animal, this eight nine foot, and it was." throwing uh, things at us it wasn't aggressive at any point they didn't have live rounds anyway but it knew what a gun was it absolutely knew what a gun was it, it looked at the gun and sort of in disdain and um they kind of I'm, I'm not saying they became friendly with it but it but they became used to it but they were there to do a um an exercise that got bamboozled by this kind of like bigfoot. So when they, the commanding officer gave him the debrief, he just said, um, and these were special forces, you know. He took them aside and said, look, we, we've had these uh, these encounters plenty of times before in my time. Just don't say anything. Don't report it. Just pull it down as, a, you know, as your normal exercise, da 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 and uh, and, and, and that'll be the end of it. Right, the, right.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it happens all the time. <laughs> Welcome midnight watchers Missy, that's uh, Miss Obama. That's what I'm talking about. It starts out as a whoop, then breaks into an owl hoot, then a woodpecker. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's what's really messed up. Yeah. Tombs, there's a national park not far from us. It's very active, called the Barrington Tops. National yeah. parks. It's so always if- about the national parks.
2: Yeah, yeah go ahead. Exactly. This was out near Tombs, uh, if I'm right, Blue Mountains. Which is an interesting national parks. You might as well just put the two like right. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: activity with that. You know that uh, there's. Yeah, I think there's a cover up with that. I mean, there's too much going on with that,
2: and that's because they can in a national park, like Chris. They they can just basically say well, we're not turning that card over that I mean what and and again and like the game and fishers and people like that and the, the what is a gnr what is it is it they say i keep hearing this thing about like uh these um their agents for national parks whatever like a GNR or something i don't know
1: dnr gnr yeah they
2: yeah, yeah. yeah
1: they're the fish and wildlife pretty much yes
2: so they know right
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's people that go out count trees, the the forestry people. Yeah, they know. Absolutely. I mean, do you think they're going to ruin their uh, 401K? Do you think they're going to ruin their job and all that? No, they're not going to lose all that stuff. Uh, Toon says Blue Mountains is very well known for their activity.
2: Yeah, that was the area, definitely. Yeah, the Blue Mountains, yeah, for special forces. I, whether it was SBS or S, I mean, you know, they're all, uh, they're all pretty, uh, pretty tough guys, and um, and and yeah, and they they look for this kind of the holy grail of mud, <laughs> which is which but perfect because you have no scent, you know, and uh, and that's what brought this kind of animal in. They could smell it, so incredible, really, because I mean that means that on every major continent, without. Now every major, pretty much every major country, county, probably town or city, within a short space of 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 time and travel, these things are there. You know.
1: Well, now we say that you know when you go out in the woods, they know you're there. Number one, you know they they can smell you. Uh, unfortunately, with the the soap that we use, the deodorant we use, they can smell us a mile away. Yeah, especially with the wind, the wind direction. I mean, I used to be a deer hunter. I know all the stuff. We used to leave our clothes sent out for days. We used to use the scent blocker. We used to do all that stuff by the deodorant with no scent, all that stuff. Yeah, just to get close to them. So yeah, but and they uh, say
2: that it's two miles for the average Sasquatch, whatever the average Sasquatch Bigfoot is, they know you're coming from two miles away. That just gives them, I mean, you know, because of the wind, most people and the encounters that I've heard where they've not crept up on a Bigfoot, but you know, there's been a Bigfoot and a female and a a young one. But as soon as that wind changed and came on the back of their necks, these uh, beings, not creatures, suddenly just snapped their heads, turned around straight away within like a second and knew they were there and looked directly at them, you know, just by that wind change. And I'm not saying they were 600 meters away, I'm talking they were probably within a hundred meters, but you know what I mean? That's still the head snapped and looked directly at them and knew exactly and they're like, my game's up. So they stood up and then they did the thing, the walk where the female and the, they didn't realize there was a young one there that was on the floor. And that went away. And then the big male walked, walked, walked. And then, as they always do, just before they go into the wood line, they take that look behind them again just to make sure.
1: And then yeah. Gone. Isn't that wild how they turn around and look? Crazy Witch says, cool tattoos, staring. He likes it. He likes your tats. Thanks. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. plenty of- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what? Yeah, they always do look at you before they disappear. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they do that. It's, is, is that like uh, I see you goodbye or I,
2: I know you're there? I think a couple of the times when I've heard stuff, um, I, I think it's just if if you've got your family there, you want to you want to know where the last the last point is, I guess you've seen something that maybe could be a threat. And I think they see any human as a threat. But I've also seen uh, on, on cast where they've looked round and sort of just paused for a second and nodded their head. But that's not that often. That's one in 10, if that. But that that thing where they always sort of... And they don't stop, as you know, Chris, when they look do that look behind. They're carrying, they're, they're walking, walking at a slow... But you know, and they just look take that one look behind. I would if I had my wife and my my kid there because I mean, and and that guy that was a great story actually about uh, the guy that was. Um, they have these things where they have uh, like uh, a tree will hit, will get hit by lightning, and there was some area. I think it may be Oregon, just for argument's sake, and there was like fifteen square miles of flattened trees. I mean, some kind of um, natural, um, like, I guess, disaster where it, it like uh, whether it be lightning and then it, it causes this domino effect and it was flattened. And he was sort of just um, you could see these things moving around. But then, you know, the old tree stump, you know, oh, right, well, right. well, these trees have been knocked down and then there's a tree stump. Uh, and then he saw this figure and then the tree stump then stood up and then the tree stump then that he thought was a tree stump had a young one with it you know so I mean there um, and, uh, and that was the time when he was sat there observing them for like 10 minutes they were picking grubs from the from the trees that had rotted and fallen over they were picking whatever out of the rotten trees and uh, but as soon as he got that, uh, wind on the back of his neck he, he, he knew straight away that uh, you know and he said straight away it was snap 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 you know even the little one was like looking man so uh, I just think it'd be amazing you know I mean I've seen something that I can't really ever explain I can explain it but I can probably never i probably won't ever realize where it lies what it where it goes what it eats it it was from another dimension but uh but yeah i mean to see something more i guess physical and living and you know that this thing eats it sleeps it, it you know does everything else that a human i i would just uh yeah it's just incredible, yeah. I have heard that when they get your scent, yeah, exactly, yeah, right, never, right. Never midnight watchers, yeah, midnight squad. Never once have they looked even a couple of degrees to the left or to the right, they're like, whack, straight on. They are, they have pinpointed you 100%. They know you're there, you know. So, um, amazing, you know, to think that these these beings are out there and that we believe in them and, you know, and, and it's amazing. And, you know, when, when, when some people just look at you, like you're, you're, you're you know, you're crazy, that you, you don't believe that. I, I, I yeah, it, it blows my mind, both sides of it blows my mind that how could anybody even contemplate that these things are not there, you know?
1: Right. Right. No, I totally agree with you on that. I really do. It is it, hey. just, you know, it's the ones that do not go out there and look is the ones that do not believe uh, that do not go outside their place and look around. So and, and that's the thing about it. Uh, crazy Witch, it's all interesting. It's, you know, just like that video. What is that? It's supposed to be. It's, it's allegedly a Bigfoot. Then we go back and we look at technology. In 2006, the government says that hey, we have the technology to do that. Uh, then we look at the movie, A Predator. You know, uh, oh. so, so it's like, where do you, where do you, what do you do? So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but polar bears are not white. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: missy juju i do wonder what they think of us yeah i mean if i was i mean i i rescue wild animals i try and save every every living being i can possibly get my hands on i try and and i just i wouldn't have a great opinion of of human beings if i was a wild animal or a a cryptid a, a sasquatch or a bigfoot because they're of the land, and and they see what destruction that we that we do to the land, and that's why I think when people have gone out in areas where they know there's been uh, Bigfoot and Dogman, and like they say, if you want to um, maybe not endear yourself to these type of creatures, look at one with the land. You know, I'm not saying plant small trees but I think something is Zen and as simple as something like that I mean what could be more simple than just you know putting a, a flower in the ground or not not messing with your surroundings you know I mean they must have a a, a, a rule like with all the login that goes on you know and that uh, there there must be uh They must have an opinion on all that, you know, and they must differentiate between somebody that, you know, like with a gun, they know what guns are. Yes, they do. And Bigfoot certainly know what guns are. So, you know, that's not something that people think is going to be new to them. That's something that, that they've known for a long time, you know, with guns. And so maybe they, I mean... I I think when you see people that are having uh, habitations, they tend to be very quiet about it. And you imagine, Chris, the amount of people that have had uh, close encounters with these things and maybe even interaction and maybe, maybe even after a while communication with them that we'll never hear about. Never. Yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely. That's- and, you know, it makes you wonder because how do they know what things are like that? And it always, it always makes you wonder about things and how do they know and how are they so intelligent? You know, it, it never ceased to amaze me. Like so. um,
2: the Lori and Dustin Chandler, um, you know, visitors in the twilight, the books I've got here. I mean, such a dear old couple. They had all their own. Uh, they knew uh, they had all their names for the big male the big uh, female the smaller one who was a bit more uh, boisterous you know and then the the red-haired one that was a little bit more sort of like shy and 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 the uh, those what they call them the, the mushrooms that grow that they love they're they're like uh, they're almost see-through in america crystal like they're like a, a mushroom more else? i don't know but they they say that oh they go crazy for them and they get the bird eggs and they these dear old couple had uh, so many, I think, it, yeah, I've got the books down there, Visitors in the Twilight and uh, Lords of the Twilight, where they had this complete habitation of these. And to them, it was just absolutely normal. When you hear them talking, when they do their uh, interviews, they don't do podcasts, but they've done interviews. And they're like, no, no, that was Little Bubba. That, no, that was Little Blue. No, it wasn't, Dustin. That was... The night before, when he came and got the cake off me, yeah. it was just like, you know, but they wanted to sell their property because they were getting too old to, they just wanted a quiet life, but they didn't want to sell. Laurie and Dustin Chandler, I hope they're doing okay because they were, they were dear, completely dear, and the way they talked about their habit. I mean, <laughs> They're like in their 70s. What, do you think they're going to just make this up in their 70s when they're in the house? Right, room? right. They they saved up for all their life to live with nature and everything, and they've got this habitation of these. And they knew the story why Bigfoot can get around trail cams as well. They yeah,
1: have- see, never does, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again... Unbelievable from the UK and beyond, Daring. Awesome show. So what we got planned for next one, man. Hope you get feeling better.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be on my feet. And um, yeah, I've got a lot of very, very UK dogman encounters, and stories, 1st some of them are pretty brutal too. One of them especially is very, very, uh, it's pretty hard for yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to make sure we can uh, we can get David on because his stories are incredible. So, um, yeah.
1: Nah, I can't questions. wait. I can't wait. Crazy Witch Terry Missy, everybody. Midnight Squatchers, y'all have a good one. Rock it on, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And everybody keep safe and everything. And, of course, I just killed my beautiful music he sent me.
0: Thanks, everybody.
1: And it's gone. It never works out right when I do this right.
2: See,
1: <laughs> not wonderful? You. I love you guys. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you soon. Take care. Peace, guys.
0: It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No, we're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? (laughs) <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, sh**. Should sure, I run? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? <laughs> Action. <laughs> That's I'm uh-huh. uh, out of here. <laughs> it's a grizzly.
1: I'm out here.
0: Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Are we going to die? I don't know, we're just gonna sit here, and listen, and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. <laughs> Fall! <laughs>